The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Just about 4.07 here on the Central Coast. It is uh, Friday, August 17th, 2018. I'm Dave Congleton. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting live local hometown radio. Good to have Kyle Shields here filling in for Craig. Craig will be back with us on Monday. The guy finally took a day off. He and his family are out camping in the new RV. Uh, Still to come on this broadcast uh, during the 5 o'clock hour, Dr. Larry Martinez joins us. Let's talk about infrastructure or the lack thereof in California. And zero in on Jerry Brown's infamous bullet train. Larry remains a pretty passionate defender of that project. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from you. And then Kyle and I will welcome your phone calls during our open line. It's a last call during the 6 o'clock hour. We'll get you ready for the weekend. This hour, always good to have Chris Pillsbury on this broadcast. We were talking about topics throughout the week, and we decided that we were going to focus on scams, particularly those that target senior citizens. Chris, nice to see you. Hi, Dave. Good Thanks to see you, in. too. You're looking good. I'm trying, <laughs> but I don't go anywhere without my walker. Yeah. You ever break anything? Uh, actually, nothing more than a toe. All right. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> yes. Don't do it. Um, but one of the reasons we're talking about this topic is because of your life is about to change, it sounds like. Yes, it sure is. Um, my mom just turned 90 at the end of June. And Congratulations, Mom. Thank you. Yeah, she's doing great, uh, especially for 90. Yeah. And um, she had a fall in, uh, uh, March. I think it was in March. And she's been up at my daughter's house since then. And she really, really wants to come home. So I told her I would move in with her and we'll see how it goes. You're a good she daughter. really can't be by herself anymore. It's going to be a TV series. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Radio series. Anyway. Was, was this her idea or your idea? Oh, it was her idea. Okay. And how did you read? Because, I mean, if people haven't heard you on the show, you're a world traveler. Yes. You go to South America. You go to Europe. You go to Mexico. You did months in Tennessee. Yeah, you can't gonna, you can't sit still. It's going to be a big change in my lifestyle for a while, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes here. I, you know, I tried to dangle in front of her mom, you know, put our incomes together and have full time nursing care live in uh, yeah. a lot of places in the world, but she's not quite ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how did you react to the idea of you staying with her for a while? How did she react? No, how did you how react, did I react to the uh, to the idea? Um, you know, it took a little bit of getting used to, um, but it's the right thing to do. And I think if nothing else, it gives her a sense of control in her life that she had some choices and she did have a few. She could have stayed with my daughter. Um, she could have gone to another country with me. (laughs) Um, we're looking at options down near my sister, but things don't look great down there. Um, What's your sister? She's in Torrance. Okay. Well, I had a guy last night from uh, living in, living in Mexico, uh-huh. and he just he just swears by the the cost down there. It's it's one fifth the cost that it is up here. Mm-hmm. And there was a thing on the radio a couple months ago that there are people moving to Baja, Americans, mm-hmm. for uh, assisted living and senior facilities. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in Mexico. Yeah. So I don't. Know. Yeah. 
there are a lot of places and you know people in her generation especially they're concerned about they're concerned about health care um, but actually I think health care is better in many places in the world than it is here it kind of depends on what your problems are and what you can afford yes uh-huh Chris Pillsbury on this broadcast so your mom over the last couple of years has been the victim of a couple scams yep she was scammed very, very badly uh, the first time in 2012 and uh, pretty much lost everything. And you would think that someone would learn from that. And in some ways she did, but I learned a lot in the process. What happened in 2000? How they preyed on her. Yeah, what happened in 2012? Well, you know, it starts out really uh, minimally. And maybe it's uh, they respond to a contest or. You know, the scammer buys a list of, you know, from Publishers Clearinghouse or something like that and gets them on the phone. And then they just ask for a little bit of money and a whole bunch of hope. It's like I think they told her um, in the beginning that she had won a new car. And even though she didn't need a car, she was so excited that she could give it to my sister. Yeah. And so then they said, all you have to do is pay $100 for the delivery fee. So, okay, she paid $100. And then, of course, it didn't get delivered. And they keep going from there and upping the ante. And pretty soon someone has so much money invested they don't want to let go. Right. And, um, and she didn't share that news with you. Hey, I want a car. No. All I have to do is pay the $100 fee. Yeah, no, she didn't. No. And I was not local at the time. <clears throat> Um, and she knew I was going through some tough stuff myself, and that was the year that later I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she didn't want to bother me, worry me, you know, that type of thing. When things got really so bad, she hadn't paid her rent in four months, and the only way my sister and I found out what was happening is that um, the the managers there at Judson Terrace called finally and said, you know, we're going to have to evict her. And so we had a little you know, sit down with her and found out what was going on and why and um, tried to unravel it from there. But, you know... And they, you couldn't get any of that money back? No, no. We we um, we talked with the FBI. You know, you mentioned earlier about um, they don't know who to report to. Um, the FBI was really wonderful in um, taking reports, but also, you know, very honest in just saying, really, there's nothing we can do to get your money back. But it's really helpful. They couldn't trace the call? Um, the calls were coming out of a, a ring that operates out of Jamaica. Wow. And that's another thing for people to be aware of, is that they use a U.S. phone number, and then they have the calls transferred automatically to Jamaica. And later on, after the awful 2012 scamming, it was, I don't know, another year or two later, I started seeing, you know, hundreds of dollars on my phone bill of international calls because we had a family plan at the time. And uh, it was like, what is this? And my mom swore she never made any international calls. And in talking with T-Mobile, I found out, oh, yeah, the call she made, she thought it was free because it was to a U.S. phone number. And then it got transferred and she... I really <laughs> got billed <laughs> for those phone calls. So, um, I mean, we could cover lots of sneaky things they do, but it's, um, it's really a horrible thing for seniors. Um, they, after, after they got my mom to pledge her car as collateral for loans, so she ended up losing her car, um, they told her, they shamed her and told her that if she told anybody 
that they would report her for criminal activity and and her name would be all over the news and her children and everyone she knew would know what she'd been doing. And it was true in the sense that they had they had her money laundering money. She had taken loans from banks all over town and sent the money to them in these green dot cards. And then, um, of course, was responsible for the loans, which she couldn't pay. And uh, and so they kept telling her, well, they'd give her money if she did this or did that. And but she had learned her, she had learned her lesson from 2012. This was all happening in 2012. And what happened after that, you know, we, of course, changed all of her phone numbers and everything. But um, I think they just go by the list and they see the person's real name. And so six months go by and they start calling again. And sometimes they pretend to be someone else. And sometimes they would even say the name, assuming, you know, whatever name they made up, the same one. They go, Loretta, remember me? And I realized I think they do that because if the person acts like they don't remember, they know they can start all over with them. You know, that their memory is not good enough to know who that is and maybe remember what happened to them before. Um, one man told her he was the vice president of Bank of America right there in Washington, D.C. And, of course, he would he knows the law and would never ask her to do anything illegal. <laughs> and another one told her that he was a Christian and that it was a horrible thing the scammers had done to her. And he would help her get that money back. Of course, then she had to send him this much money and that much money. Yeah. It went it went on, Dave. So eventually, I mean, I had to take over her funds and, um, and and try to coach her, too, about how how you don't talk to these people. As soon as you find out this is someone you don't know, yeah. just hang up. And it's hard for her to do. Chris Pillsbury on this broadcast talking about uh, consumer scams targeting seniors. Unfortunately, she knows the experience firsthand. Welcome back and chat some more. Your phone call still to come. I would stick around. This is AM 920, FM 96.5, News Talk, KVEC. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Dave Congleton reminding you of the grand opening celebration going on now at all Christian's Mattress Express locations. We're celebrating the all-new Santa Maria location on the corner of Broadway and Enos next to the all-new Dunkin' Donuts. Save $50 in all twins and full sets, $100 in all queen sets, and $150 in all king sets. See store for details. Why settle with one size fits all? Come visit all multi-vendor showrooms with top brands such as Serta, Simmons, Sealy, Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and Heirloom. Grand opening celebration going on now at all Christian's Mattress 
express locations. Arroyo Grande, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, across from Lowe's, and now two locations in Santa Maria. Log on to christiansmatches.com to find a location near you. Christian's Mattress Express, family owned and operated since 1992. Why wait to get the perfect night's sleep? Christian's Mattress Express has tons of mattresses in stock. So when you buy a mattress today, get it today with immediate express delivery. Only from Christian's Mattress Express. Remember us? Heat or not helping much? Call Hutch. But also, don't forget about the summer months. Remember us? Air conditioner not helping much? Call Hutch. Oh yes, there's more. This is Jared with Hutch Heating and Air. Remember us for tune-ups, changing out your old equipment, the best in high-efficiency equipment, complete installations of heating and air conditioning equipment in older homes, newer homes, remodels, and all that good stuff. One-stop shopping. We also service and repair heating and air conditioning systems. So for all your heating and air conditioning needs, remember us. Heat or not helping much? Call Hutch. We proudly serve all of San Luis Obispo County. Or call us at 805-466-8199. That's 805-466-8199. Or visit us on the web at hutchheatingandair.com. Live and local. Now back to Dave Congleton on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. Just about 420 here on News Talk 920 KVEC. I'm Dave Congleton. Good to be with you. Bottom of the hour is California Headline News. Chris Pillsbury is back with us. She is uh, talking about her decision to uh, move in with her 90-year-old mother and also some of the uh, fraud schemes that have been perpetuated against her mother. And I'm sure some of these ring true with you. As we continue the conversation, I want to go to the FBI here because they have um, a thing they put on their website. I think this is pretty interesting, Chris. Let me just read some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, senior citizens are most likely to have a nest egg to own their home and or have excellent credit, all of which makes them attractive to con artists. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Two, people who grew up in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s were generally raised to be polite and trusting. Con artists ex- exploit these traits, knowing that it's difficult to or impossible for these individuals to say no or just hang up the telephone. Does that sound like your mom? Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, three, older Americans are less likely to report a fraud because they don't know who to report it to or too ashamed of having been scammed or don't know they've been scammed. Elderly victims may not report crimes because they are concerned that relatives may think the victims no longer have the mental capacity to take care of their own financial affairs. That's scary. Yeah. You, you know, um, when I spoke with my mom's doctor after all this um, bad scamming in 2012, one of the things he said is that when our minds begin to age, when the brain begins to age, Ma'am. that one of the first um, changes that happens is this willingness to trust. It's like we lose our ability to be uh, discerning and and we return to more like a child would be in terms of kind of trusting everybody. And that's a a really good description of my mom. It's like she doesn't want to think badly of anyone. And these guys just um, really took advantage of that. Also, the FBI says when an elderly victim does report the crime, they often make poor witnesses. 
Con artists know the effects of age on memory, and they are counting on elderly victims not being able to supply enough detailed information to investigators. In addition, the victim's realization that they have been swindled may take weeks or more likely months after contact with a fraud ring. This extended time frame makes it even more difficult to remember details from the events. That certainly happened in your case Mm -hmm. because it wasn't until somebody called you that you knew there was a problem. Right. That's right. So these guys are very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about the takeaways. What are the lessons you learned from these experiences with your mother? Okay. Um, You know, one of them is, I think, the whole issue of loneliness because my sister does not live locally, and I've been doing a lot of traveling at the time that my mom's first scam happened. I was also living outside the area in Northern California. And um, so I think these people know in the beginning, they just kind of make friends with them, and they chat with them, and they build trust in that way. And, um, and when an older person is isolated and, and lonely, um, you know, that feels really good to them. Yeah. And, uh, and once that trust is built, then, you know, they don't want to offend somebody or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of tips in terms of that, I guess. Um, just giving people a sense of purpose. You know, I think as I see my mom aging, um, my sister and I and my daughter, we all want to do things for her. And she's, you know, independent minded has pretty much always been that way. And so, you know, she wants to help. And, and we tell her, you know, like, no, mom, it's okay. You know, just sit and relax. I'll bring you dinner or whatever, you know. And then at one point she said, you know, I just feel useless. Like there's, there's no value that I can bring anymore. And that was a, a real wake-up call for me. And I think when we have the opportunity to give our seniors exposure, you know, to be willing to listen to them, to get them, if we can, around children, um, all those things that uh, would give them um, the ability to see that they still bring value to the world and to the people that they care about. Um, that's going to go a long way. Oh, we're chatting with uh, Chris Billsbury, talking about scams and senior citizens. Excuse me. <coughs> Bottom of the it's California Headline News. Now, here are some of the top uh, scams. And just to put in perspective, older Americans are defrauded by over $12.5 billion annually. Mm-hmm. Let that let that sink in. Twelve point five billion dollars annually on uh, scams. Uh, scam number one: the IRS impersonator, where somebody calls your parent pretending to be with the IRS, and of course they need to make a payment to avoid some kind of action by the IRS. Uh-huh. Um, second was a political scammer, where they're looking for some kind of donation. There's the charity scammer. Oh, now, was this the, the, that uh, she'd won the lottery? Yes. Uh, won a contest, um, all kinds of, of different winning types of things. I think it's that creation of hope. Seniors seem to be particularly vulnerable to this one. You've, you've won something. All you have to do is pay the insurance or claims fee before the winnings can be sent to you. So in the case of your mom. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was like send $100? Uh-huh. 
And, and but, then it just went up from there. Then they needed been, a little more, yeah. and then, oh, you didn't, must not have heard us right the first time. Yeah, you paid that, but now you have to pay this also. Did you forget about that? You know, and, it, and pretty soon, um, they they've so, have so much invested that they don't want to let go. <laughs> now, now, here's the last one I haven't heard of. It's the, the dating scammer. Uh, oh, but this is what it is. This isn't on the telephone. This is where they go on those dating sites, oh. you know, and they they pretend to be somebody that they're not, and then you apparently want to find out more about them. You're interested in dating them, and they give you some kind of hard luck story, and they're asking you to send them money, but they have no they have no intention of dating you at all, mm. and that also is quite common. So that one isn't so much a telephone scam, but it is an online scam. Mm-hmm. You go on a dating site, somebody sets up a profile, but they're not that person. And then they create a hard luck story, and they want you to send them money. And then they need more money. Mm-hmm. But this is all against the law, right? If If they were only reported... And these people can be tracked down. There are laws against this, Chris. Oh, yes, there are. In my mom's case, um, they were operating out of Jamaica. And so the FBI was really glad to have the report because it helps them track and everything. But they said there's very little we can do when they're operating outside the country. So once you move in with her... There's a new sheriff in town. You're going to lay down the law? <laughs> well, I think we got that problem solved a, a few years ago. Um, and, you know, this is a tip maybe I would give to other people. The transparency into your parents' accounts can be really valuable. And one of the rules that I made for my mom um, after the 2012 is that if she wanted to maintain uh control of her own finances that she needed to put me on her account so that I could see what was happening. And that, at least with the scams that came afterwards, um, helped me see much earlier in the process what was starting and to intervene before it got out of hand. And she's okay with that? Yeah, and, and at this point, I pretty much have taken on paying all of her bills and everything. But, um, yeah, it was a good um, interim step. All right, Chris Pillsbury is here. We'll go to the phones as we continue. I'm Dave Congleton. Good to be with you. All right, Kyle, thank you. Dr. Larry Martinez is going to join us during the 5 o'clock hour. Let's talk about California infrastructure, the lack thereof. Also, what's going on with the bullet train? We'll hear from Larry. We'll hear from you. And then Kyle, who's filling in for Craig, will uh, join me for a last call during the 6 o'clock hour. Let's find out what's on your mind. We are back with Chris Pillsbury. She is about to move in with her 90-year-old mother. And we're talking a little bit about a little bit about that, but also the larger challenges that seniors in particular face. But I think all of us have faced some kind of scams along the way. But there are particularly cunning ring of uh, scandal types who prey on senior citizens. And so we're talking a little bit about that and some of the examples and some of the things you can do to be careful. As we have that conversation, we open up the phone lines and invite your phone calls. Phone lines are open. 
or 1-800-549-5832. Have you or any member of your family ever been the target of some kind of fraud scheme? Or if you've got an elderly parent, how do you deal with them on this topic? How do you prepare them? How do you protect them? Because it's something you have, you have a kid, Chris, as we come back to you, you got to talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> so we have a parent. Put it, yeah. yeah, you've got to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. But this time it's a different conversation. Yes. Hey, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. Got to be protected. Yeah, and, and it's always a difficult conversation to have with parents um, about money. Um, you know, whether people need to talk about, you know, what happens in the future or whether it's, you know, basically teaching them, as you would say, about some of the risks as they get older. Um, you know, one of the things the scammers do is they'll try to turn the, the, uh, the aging person against their children. And there, were, there was one of them in particular that tried to tell my mom that she shouldn't trust me. That she should trust shouldn't them. Trust in, you. Yeah, she she should trust them instead. And I asked her. I said, "Mom, why would you trust someone that you had never met, rather than me? And you know, you know me. So you know, what do you think? What do you think is the best thing to do?" Um, and you know, her she didn't have a response to that, and that kind of surprised me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jones and San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Joan. Oh, hi. Hi. I, I, I don't know how this works on cell phones, but I only have a landline with a recorder. Right. And on my recorder, I say, I will not answer the phone unless I know who is calling. Please leave your name, phone number, and message. And when they don't leave a message, that's the end of it. And I usually get about four or five of those types of calls a day. And whether these people are scammers or not, I don't know, but I don't care to find out. That sounds I, very wise. I bet they are scam- scammers because there are days, Joan, where I'm getting at least one phone call an hour, uh-huh. and I can tell from the phone number that it's a telemarketer or a scammer, and I don't answer it. Yeah, well, see, I don't know who's calling because it, it's, a, it's a, on my recorder, and there's nothing after the after the. Right. It says leave a message or whatever. But I did get a couple of calls from the IR, a lady from the IRS threatening me. The first time I ignored it. The second time the threat was even more, you know, and I ignored that and I never did hear from them again. Well, yeah, the IRS doesn't call you, do they? I know no. they don't, but this woman was threatening me, saying she was calling from the IRS. Call this telephone number, and if you don't, you're in serious trouble. Yeah. I ignored it, and then I got another call, and I ignored that, and I never did hear anything more after that. Yeah, though the IRS will never call you. Yeah, they, all I they know, do is they mail. Won't, so. But anyway, leaving a message like that, I just avoid talking to anybody that I don't want to talk to. So I think you're smart, Joan. That's a good suggestion. Yeah, it sure is. Use that answering machine and screen your calls. 805-543-8830. 1-800-549-5832. Sean is in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Sean. Hi, Dave. Hey, I think it's a really good conversation piece. I was recently a victim of identity theft. My uh, social security number, my address, and my name were all stolen. What happened? And uh, I, learned, I learned some important tips with it. Well, first of all, I was very secure because what was what was used and what was stolen were credit cards. And everything nowadays is, is pretty much secure from fraud protection. One of the areas where you are the most uh, volatile is if your debit card, bank account, uh, is stolen or used. So one thing that I, I've passed forward to my mom and my grandmother uh, through this experience is that you, they, 
lot of them, they originally don't like to use their credit cards because they don't want to have debt. And I said, well, just you're, you're just using it and you're going to pay it off at the end of the month. So instead of using your debit card, use your credit card because it is more secure. Uh, most have fraud protection and paid off at the end of the month. Uh, if you are a victim of identity theft, the first, there's two things I learned. Contact one of the three credit reporting agencies because when you contact one, they notify the other two. Second, contact Social Security and let them also know. Those are the most important things and that immediately protect you. Uh, LifeLock is something, a gimmick that gets pushed onto people that costs over $300 a year. And it's something I'd be cautious of. And maybe just do months to month if people want to have extra security. You ever, don't do a whole year. Have you ever used LifeLock, Chris? Do you know anything about it? Um, I've, I've heard of it. I don't. Uh, Was that something you considered for your mom? Um, you know, my mom is um, low enough income and assets where that doesn't make any sense really for her. One of the things that happened in the scamming, though, is they got her to take out a new bank account um, with wow. Bank of America. And then Bank of America sent her a credit card with, that she had not asked for. And they apparently were, I don't know if they got the information from her or just they already had it, but they were able to go online and and get cash advances against that card, which she was then liable for. Yes. What else, Sean? Uh, last but not least, one other thing that can be done to secure, I don't know if you heard recently that there was a potential scam or a threat that, someone, that there was a potential for hackers to um, access ATMs and withdraw a large sum of money sometime within the next couple of weeks. You can always contact your parents. If, like, if you have access to your, to your parents, your grandparents' bank accounts is like an executor will type of access. Uh, lower the limits. I've lowered my cash withdrawal limit to $100 and um, the debit charge limit in it within a day to no more than 300 and i think you can lower it even less than that so that, that's a great it, idea it yeah. does happen it's, you're safe and it's not a large amount that's a great idea risk. good idea sean thanks for sharing we agree on that yeah yeah that's a great idea uh, all right chris bill hello chris pillsbury on this broadcast we're talking about consumer scams either towards your family or towards your seniors it doesn't matter 805-543-8830 1-800-549-5832. Bob is on KVEC. Hi, Bob. Hi, Dave. Hi, Bob. I didn't hear the beginning of the segment, but there's two other uh, potential things people need to be aware of, especially us and uh, as we approach our older uh, time of life. Uh, one is an older phone scam type thing where somebody would uh, be trolling. They would call and they would say something like grandma or grandpa based on the the gender of the uh, of person that answers the phone. Yeah. And the person answering the phone hears a, a grand, you know, potential grandson or granddaughter uh, and they call out their name. Is this Chris or whoever? Yeah. And they'll pick up on that and then they'll try and scam them by telling them that they've uh, been separated from their parents or they were picked up from by law enforcement and they need some money for bail or some other scam like this. So anytime you get a call, phone call from somebody asking for grandma or grandpa, if you are a grandma or grandpa, you want to make sure you're talking to your actual grandchild and not a scammer. Chris? Yeah, I'd say anytime you get a call asking for money for any reason, be suspicious and have somebody else maybe double check on it. Well, that's why I like uh, Joan's idea on the first call. You just have an answering machine screen out your calls. Uh-huh. Because a scammer is not gonna, usually not going to leave a message. Go ahead, Bob. 
Well, the other one is if your uh, parent might have some uh, computer skills and maybe they've got email accounts Mm -hmm. and they'll get uh, these uh, phishing emails saying that they're with PayPal or they're with Bank of America and you need to follow this link to log in and change your password. And most people realize, no, 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 you do not ever follow an embedded link sent to you from an unsolicited email. But somebody who's trusting, somebody who doesn't have that knowledge, might fall for that, especially when they look very official. Mm-hmm. And some of these are looking more and more official each day. Oh, yes, absolutely. And the whole thing is, you know, I don't care if it's uh, PayPal or Amazon or anybody else. They're never going to email you asking you to log in to change your password. Right, and yeah. If you ever get one of those, please do not click on that link. Good advice, Bob. Thank you. 805-543-8830. You know, the other thing I'd suggest, Dave, is that um, the banks are really welcoming of having you forward that type of email to them. They want yeah. to know about them, and it yeah. helps them um either warn other people or put a stop to it as well. Let's hear from George on KVEC. Hi, George. Hi, happy Friday and great show. Thank you, George. I wanted to tell you one that's happened uh, to me recently. Okay. I got a phone call and said I've got a, um, a computer virus and all that, and it's showing that I'm getting uh, child porn. And... Um, the thing is, I tell what I do. I tell him. I says, "Look, I'm 80 years old and I'm blind. What would I want with child porn?" <laughs> and one thing that they're going to ask you for, they want you to send them a check. They do not want your credit card. They want you to send a check, and they want to get your routing number and all that. That's that's one they tried on me that I didn't fall for. Because uh, so so you got how much did they want George do you remember? Um, they were starting out like I could get it for a lifetime for um, four hundred dollars or something like that four to six hundred dollars I forget exactly how much but um, there wasn't any virus that I was aware of so they're going to get rid of the virus that was supposedly was on your computer sending you child porn yeah wow. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things. And years ago, when my mother was alive, she was about 88 at the time, and she got some phone call that says, uh, congratulations, you've won this, but we have to have $10,000 to get your prize to you and all that. And then they got real charming. They says, you know, there might be some flowers waiting for you, something like that. And she was anxious to go to the bank and get the money and wanted me to drive her. Well, thank God my mother never learned to drive. And then <laughs> yeah. she was going to go try this friend of her. And she and I, I got her to say no. And finally, I had to get my older brother to come down to the house and say, "Listen, you're not going." Why? But again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Christine, about how um, gullible some people are. Yes. She wanted. She thought she won. The story George is telling here. Yeah, and she never entered any contest like that. People are gullible. So oh, did, did she finally come to appreciate George that it was it wasn't real? Yeah, she was mad at me for a few days because I wouldn't drive her and wouldn't let anybody else drive her, and she she ended up not going. And I said, look, it is a scam. She says, no, 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 they were so nice. I says, mother, 
there's too many fools in this world for that. And, and I even had somebody try to get me to buy some vitamins. And they said, you got to buy $750 worth of vitamins, give them an endorsement how much, how, how good it is, um, send us a photograph and all that. You can win a diamond ring, a fur coat, or a Cadillac. And and that was something that was ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. Boy, these are really elaborate. George, thank you. Before the break, here's a text message. Uh, it's kind of long. I'll just summarize it. Uh, this listener knows the scammer is Chris, and what they do is they stay on the phone with them, and they keep asking them question after question after question until they hang yes. up. Mm-hmm. And then this person will call them back. They'll call the scammer back, and they don't want to take my calls anymore. So his or her point is, I just have fun with it. I engage them, and I, pl- I play their game. You, you know, recommend that? I don't know how how old the the person is who texted you, but I think for most seniors, um, they're too vulnerable for that. Um, eventually, that person's going to hit on an issue or vulnerability um, that they can exploit, and uh, I think really the safest thing is just try to teach them not to talk to them at all. All right, we'll come back for a final segment with Chris Pillsbury as we focus on consumer scams, particularly those targeting seniors. I'm Dave Congleton. You're listening to AM 920 FM 96.5 News Talk KVEC. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Top of the hour, it is ABC Radio News. And Dr. Larry Martinez joins us to talk about California infrastructure or the lack thereof. What's happening with the bullet train? We'll find out. Larry thinks it's a good idea. What do you think? We are on a final segment with uh, Chris Pillsbury. She's getting ready to move in with her 90-year-old mother. And so we're talking about consumer scams, the scams in general, but particularly those who are targeting uh, seniors over the years. If you want in on this conversation, we'd like to hear from you now, please, 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832 as we invite your participation in this conversation. We have Don and Aurora Grande on KVEC. Hi, Don. Hi, Dave. Hi, Don. One more thing that I haven't heard discussed, and I got uh, semi-caught up in it. It wasn't that that bad of a deal, but it could be. they sell these lists of people, and I kept on getting this yes. one scammer, and they would switch the, their phone number they were calling from, and, you know, they were doing this every day, and I was just getting totally irritated because I'd block it, and then they'd come up with another number mm-hmm. and get on through. And finally, on one of them, I called back and just ranted and raved and gave them a bad time. Well, that's what they want. Because their phone number that you call back on is a pay number. So they get money when you call them back. Ah. I was able to get the phone company to negate it. It only came up to about $4. But that's part of their scam. They irritate you enough that you call back. And if you look at the zip code, this one happened to be in Jamaica. Yeah. (laughs) I know that one, too. Yeah. So we're keeping the country of Jamaica in business, it sounds like. Yeah. And it, it, it's a prize thing, and they go ranting off and all this, and it was Publishers Clearinghouse. And a Publishers Clearinghouse doesn't contact you this way, mm-hmm. you know. They show up at the but, door. It used to be with Ed McMahon, but some, <laughs> they show up with somebody, but they show up at your door. 
the well, thing is, yeah, but even then, they wouldn't contact you by phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's one of the ones that you have to enter to win because only they only um, they pull the number before they send them out. And so half the people throw it away. So the winning number probably gets thrown away. But I think Don's got a good, great point here, uh, Chris, the idea that if you get a, a crank call, don't call it back right. because you're yes. going to pay for it. Yes. Very often that's true. And, you know, the publisher's clearinghouse thing gets so much publicity that I think the scammers seize on that because it's a, basically a trusted name and, uh, and just about every senior's heard of them. And so they try to think, they make you think in the beginning that they're somehow connected with that. Yeah. Don, anything else you want to say? Nope, that's it. I'm glad you called. Thank you. Anybody else want in? 805 1-800-549-5832. We're focusing on consumer scams with Chris Pillsbury. There's a story you wanted to tell? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, this could be used for scams, or in my case, it was the the sales call that kept coming in three and four times a day. And every time I tell them to take me off the do not call list, you know, somebody different would call me back from the same company. So finally... In frustration, I told them, um, would you please hold for just a moment? And then I just sat there quietly for a few seconds. And then I came back on the phone and I said, uh, I'm required by law to tell you that this call is now being recorded for training purposes. <laughs> and all I heard was click. And oh, I, I like that. never got another call back from them. I like that. <laughs> I've used that a couple times since then. You're beating them at their own game. Yeah. Now, what, what are the, what's the responsibility of banks in these matters, Chris? Because banks obviously are involved. Yeah, you know... Um, there are many sides to that question, but I will say one of the things that happened with my mom is the scammers got her to open bank accounts at banks all over the county. And one of them was, you know, our small local credit union here, Seslock. And those banks ended up being hurt. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, Bank of America can afford it. But you take a small hometown bank like Seslock, and uh, it was a big hit to them to um, have several, several thousand dollars in loans go bad. And, um, and that hurts, you know, all of their customers for them to have to take that kind of a loss. And, um, you know, I think Seslock in particular, the manager there told me that they had made some changes in the way that they do loan assessment because of that. But I think we've seen in the country in general over the, the last 10 years or so, the banks, that's how they make money in sure. part. You know, they, they, um, they want to make loans and that uh, I think it would be really good for there to be uh, for them to look more at what are their policies in loaning to seniors. We certainly want seniors to be able to get loans uh, if they need to. But it's a it's a place in the cycle where if you have an alert banker that can go, why is this woman who, you know, is 80 years old and she draws out all of her Social Security checks. She uses that money up every month. Now, all of a sudden, she's depositing $10,000 and then she wants a loan against that money right away. Why is that? You know, they could ask some more questions and hopefully catch some of this stuff much earlier. So like in the case of your mother, was your mother covered by the banks or did the banks expect her to pay some of the money that she had lost? Well, she, both things happened. Uh, one of the loans at Seslock, the scammers had talked her into pledging her car as collateral. So she lost her car. Um, due to that situation, um, the situation I described before with B of A with the, the credit card that they sent her, 
Um, they were not willing to write that off, but they didn't try to collect on it. And the other banks did write off the loans that she had taken out when I, I had to contact each of them individually and explain the situation and tell, give them the FBI reports that we had made. And, you know, there was a lot of rigmarole to it. But um, bottom line is my mom's low income. But there was no way she could pay those off. I only got 30 seconds, but we should remind folks also their senior legal assistance. We're very helpful in helping us through the process. So there are places you can turn for help. Yes. Senior legal assistance. Mm-hmm. Nice job, Chris Pillsbury. Thank you for coming in. Final thoughts about consumer fraud. Uh, for me, oh, well, you know, it's it's hard now because there's so much of it out there. But, you know, if something sounds strange, assume that it is and, and you know, don't take that risk. Well, good luck living with your mom. Thank you. Let us know how that works out. (laughs) I will do. Could be a couple of magazine articles in that one. (laughs) Yeah, probably. All right, off we go. News, traffic, weather, get ready. Larry Martinez is up next. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. This is King. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.